no escape. Don't make me destroy you. You do not yet realize your importance. You have only begun to discover your faking Star Wars radio. That's right. It's another superfluous episode of Faking Star Wars Radio, the official podcast of FakingStarWars.net. I'm Storm Duper, and I'm your host today for a fantastic embarkation into the world of Star Wars and superheroes, joined by Samuel and Benjamin from Marvelous Movies, who are also collaborators in the faking fandom world. Stick with us, it's going to be a great episode. All right, Faker Nation, we have a very special surprise for you today on this episode of Faking Star Wars. You know, normally we do our own journalism, but as you might know, Storm Duper and his crew has been, we've been fairly busy the last couple months, um, you know, bottling down the coronavirus, forcing people to get vaccines, um, and just doing the Emperor's work across the galaxy. Um, and so we've had to outsource a little bit of our journalistic integrity. Um, and with me in the studio, we have some hot, hot scoops brought to us by none other than Mr. Samuel and Ben Jammin. Guys, you are ace reporters. I mean, I know, uh, you know, a baker's dozen Pulitzers between the two of you uh, for Star Wars news. Um, and we're just really thankful that you have some nice leaks uh, and, and news stories and, and headlines for us today. Um, just, yeah, let's jump into it. Get started. What do you got for us? Great. Okay. Well, this is Samuel. Um, and the biggest news I've, I've heard lately, um, Gina Carano is going to return as for, for Dune Part 2, um, coming out in two years. So, Cara Dune will appear in that franchise. Wow, so Dune and Dune. Yeah, yeah, it, it makes what sense. Role, what role will she be playing? Do we, does, do we have any info on that? I mean, I mean she'll be Cara Dune. Um, it, it, it's connected to the Star Wars universe. Right. Um, so so it's actually going to be Star Wars in Dune. Yes. Oscar was, 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 uh, was recorded as saying, somehow Gina Carano has heard. <laughs> I look forward to that. You know, did you like his role in the Dune movie that just came out recently? Have you seen it yet? I have seen it. It was, it was good. Yeah. It was good. So, Cara Dune returning. Fantastic. You know, I know a lot of Star Wars fans are big fans of Dune. Um, I was feeling like uh, the the Dune that they, they made, this recent one, really lent itself more to like a Game of Thrones type approach. Um, I didn't really get the sci-fi vibe as much from it. A little bit. Yeah, I more than Royal House. So how do you think Cara Dune is going to transfer uh, her, her sort of sci-fi bent into that world, that mythology that has... I think she's just going to and absolutely drop her. Amazing. Um, <laughs> so, so, so basically, she, 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 had, she had to leave Navarro after the falling out with Lucasfilm um, and, and, and then um, comes to Arrakis and meets Paul Atreides uh, and, and the Freeman. Um, spoilers for the first movie. And, you know, she's, I mean, she's a very, very political figure. She's from right in with the world of, of, of interplanetary public time. She was reported posting a series of tweets comparing members of House Arcana to Nazis. So hmm. we'll see. Wow. Wow. Now, now, Benjamin, let me ask you, um, were you a fan of Cara Dune's work in The Mandalorian? I was big time. Was it just her physical appearance? Of the big guns. So you're a fan of that muscular feminine uh um characterization. Yes. I think I think a woman's greatest attribute is a gun. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Excellent. The bigger the better. All right. Well do you do you guys have any other headlines for us you'd like to share? Yeah, I'd like to do one more. Great. This is this is probably the my So this is 
Jammin reporting from Washington, D.C. After months of speculation, the Federal Trade Commission has announced it will be bringing sanctions against the TV show Bad Bat for false advertising. Claims that the show is actually <laughs> the move, which was applauded by people for the ethical treatment of animated characters. It, it, it is set to uh, show the redemptive art of Crosshair and Clone Force is must-see TV that every child, every Star Wars fan should, and that uh, it should not be labeled as Bad Batch. Uh, a wholesome batch? Is, it, is, yes. that, is that a more title? The wholesome the batch. Moral, the morally and virtuous batch? The morally virtuous batch. <laughs> and the, the cloning expert, Cy Photius, has also applauded the move and calls for everyone to give the clones our absolute blind trust and promises that this will not turn into a grievous mistake. Amazing. Amazing. A grievous mistake, by the way, like general grievous. A grievous mistake. Yes. Yes. Um, now, now with, with Crosshair, uh, with the end of the season, do we still expect redemption for him? Yes. Spoilers. Okay. Okay. Yes is the answer. I think he's good. He stay on target. Four. Stay on target. Um, I mean, there wouldn't be much left to tell if he had redeemed him at the very end of season one, right? That's true. Seriously. That's true. Yeah. My, my take on like, like, like three whole movies or something like that, or, or six whole movies. Well, one of my biggest gripes about uh, I mean, episode was how a large portion of the movie is a slow speed chase. And I feel like if you try to stretch the Bad Batch storyline out too far, it will be this 20 years long, 30 years long, whatever the time period is, cat and mouse game, and it's just going to suck. <laughs> so they've got to figure out other ways to kind of uh, shake up the format, or, or it's not going to Benjamin, work. surely you're not denigrating the narrative precision and richness of Star Wars The Last Jedi. Well, <laughs> we, what can we I would say? never allow that on I, this show. <laughs> never, so, ever. The, 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 the brave directors and actors movie have denigrated that film far below my poor powers to <laughs> add or detract. <laughs> amazing, amazing. Yeah. Um, I like. I mean, I thought you know the thing about um, the Last Jedi uh, was that I thought that it actually did have like it was the opposite of morally wholesome, right? Because the 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 character that that basically wins the day is this ambiguous guy DJ or whatever who's not black, not white, nothing. Um, you know, Finn is deserting his friends uh, like a traitor, kind of in a way, and and he's rewarded in the end. So uh, in a, in a sense, um, it is not a morally virtuous tale at all so the the last jedi should have been maybe been called the the bad batch jedi i guess or something yeah there you go i i, I think we all supposed to mean one time of, of star wars the bad batch and it was just the pic, pictures of the, of the <laughs> yeah <laughs> great yeah i i didn't hate the bad batch i i i think that you're hitting on something here with the the moral like wholesomeness of it though i mean it is it's not as edgy as it could be Right. Um, yeah. By calling them, I was expecting a very edgy TV show. Like, mm -hmm. I don't know if it's trying to be, but guys okay. doing uh, kind of like the what Rogue One, where you got Andor, 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 who's having to go in and and do these morally ambiguous things, kill good in order to save. Uh, I was expecting stuff like that with the Bad Batch, where they kind of turn it around and kind of find redemption. Right. But 
they're wholesome from the get-go. And I'm, I'm not complaining about that too much. It was just a little bit of a surprise. Hmm. They don't have anywhere to go morally. And, and kind of a misopportunity. It's kind of like, I mean, I mean, Star Wars always had that that edginess, right? The the thief mm-hmm. with the heart of gold. I mean, Han Solo shooting Greedo. Uh, you know, he, he, he broke the, the code of... Uh, the ball busting print. Yes, exactly. Yeah, so it is. It is Disneyified to the max, right? Mm-hmm. So. I was I was actually surprised um, a, a little bit that that, that wasn't you know um, crosshair reveal like like my chip is out and it's just a position. I mean, I, I you know simple and kid friendly to say, oh, he's only bad because they're mind controlling him to be bad. Um, so to say this is his choice and he's doing it adds some moral ambiguity to it. I mean, at an appropriate level for a kid, with my, I was watching with, with my son, who is one now. So, I mean, he's, you know, he doesn't understand. Did he have, I mean, I'm, did he I'm, come I'm, forward I'm, with a philosophical treatise on the, the ethical implications of of whether, uh, you know, there's a teleological suspension of the ethical or not? Um, <laughs> he did, but I couldn't understand it because um, he doesn't have teeth. Right. <laughs> yeah. So, so, so that, 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 that does put a, a damper on our relationship. Um, it's... Having a one-year-old has kind of made me, made me, made me wonder, like, 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 how does Han interpret Chewie? And like, other times when like Han just makes up what Chewie is saying and 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 has no idea actually. Whenever- All right, well, I'll give you a chance, guys. If there's any more headlines, uh, even not even Star Wars related, that you've got in the chamber for us today. Another um, okay, a, a, a Star Wars. The, 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 there's a new expanded universe novel, um, or a new a new canon novel is going to be titled the TV show of Boba Fett. And it will be released around the same time as the TV show, the book of Fett. So yeah, I, I, I um, think that sounds great. So yeah, it, it's not, um, we, we have the book of Boba Fett coming to the bus and the TV show of Boba Fett will hit bookstores right around the time. Um, it will, it will um, his, his career early in bound or, or well, he was a, a struggling young, young buddy hunter and, and or still figuring out what to do with his life. And, Considered a career in daytime television um, <laughs> before before pursuing bounty hunting full time, um, so I see no problems with this plan. So, in addition for uh, you know Amazon Prime subscribers, will they be coming out with like the exclusive Chirrut Enway uh, Braille edition of the audio book of Boba Fett? <laughs> <laughs> yes, hey. yes, exactly. Hey. They, they, that that that's yeah, it's, uh, uh, the Braille audio book is coming. Right. Um, <laughs> Yeah, um, Lucasfilm also announced plans for um, a graphic novel entitled Boba Fett, The Rock Opera. Nice, <laughs> nice. Boba Fett would be an awesome character. It's, it's written written by Jabba's in-house band itself. Yes. Don't, don't. Who, who else would you like to see in a rock opera adaptation of Star Wars other than uh, Boba? James Earl Jones. I can listen to that man's voice all day. You know who they should have? Who's that singer in um, Solo, A Star Wars Story? You know, she's like kind of that Frenchified, oh. like, like um, and I think her her like um, bandmate has his head in a jar or something like that. Like he's... Oh, I that sounds familiar now. I didn't watch, didn't really watch that one, I guess. Yeah. yeah. I, didn't, I didn't care for, for it that much. I've, I've only watched... Oh, wow. Yeah. Well... 
in any case, uh, maybe that's coming in the future. There's always great news stories out there, uh, fellas. So I just want to take the opportunity, uh, Sam Ewell and Ben Jammin, to thank you for your news uh, headlines here. And, you know, you may have detected that this is a little bit tongue-in-cheek. Actually, uh, Sam and Sam and Ben are, are um, collaborators, as you will, with Faking Star Wars. Uh, we've been we've been talking to them, working with them for a while now. Um, but they also come to us from their own project and development, which is... Uh, um, marvelous movies. Would you tell us a little bit about what you guys do and, and why you're here today and where you fit in the Star Wars, Marvel, superhero world? So Marvelous Movies, it's marvelous-movies.us. We are your supportive source for superhero satire. So um, we, we write um, headlines having to do with Marvel, DC, nerd culture, obviously that includes Star Wars and other um, not 100% real, but by which I mean all satirical, poking fun at the fandom, sometimes using the fandom to poke fun at others, that kind of thing. What I miss. Politics. We use the fandoms to make fun of politicians. Yeah. I mean, I mean we, we can do that on our own anytime we want, but, but um, it's it's fun with fandoms. Yeah. So, That's why we get paid the big non-bucks. Yeah. So we, um, so, we've been doing Marvelous movies for about two we, we In July, we had our second anniversary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We started July 20th after, after Spider-Man Far From Home came out. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Do you, want to, do you want to tell the whole origin story, or how? I mean, or the short version? Yeah. Kind of as as a joke, when people would ask me for a uh, synopsis, if that movie had some like well-known MCU actors or actresses in it, I would tell the story as if it were an MCU story, and the actors were playing their MCU characters. So. One one of the first ones that we we had talked about was the movie Just Mercy, which has Michael Beaton, Brie Larson, and my, um, uh, Jamie Fox. Jamie Fox in oh, it. and uh, Tim Blake Nelson. Yeah, and, and Tim Blake Nelson. So, what would it leader. be like if Captain Marvel was in Just Mercy? Or, it, 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 yeah. it would be her playing second fiddle to Killmonger, <laughs> <laughs> trying to save Electro. Killmonger, who's who's fighting for justice in the legal system, which is which is something Killmonger would do. Probably. That's amazing. Yeah. So stuff like that. And uh, I I just, I had so much fun like doing that to people and they'd be looking at me like, wait, this is a Marvel movie? I didn't know. And then, you know, partway through when I'm talking, you know, Captain Marvel playing second fiddle to (laughs) Killmonger as she tries to bully the leader from the Incredible Hulk. uh, They're looking at going, oh, okay. Wait a second. Yeah. So. It was uh, it was a lot of fun doing that, and I, I kind of pitched the idea to Sam uh, Ewell as, as you know, he had start doing these on an ongoing basis, and he liked the idea, but kind of realized it was a con that did not readily lend itself something we could we could do like all the time. Couldn't last forever. I mean, I mean, yeah. the, the old, um, Spider-Man for a moment to come out, and I had an idea somehow of just like I wanted to write an article. Like, like, like a satire that, that said like Tom Holland uh, or, or um, Marvel to reboot Spider-Man again, Tom Holland out because that's a believable headline. In fact, it, it almost happened in late 2019 when they were yeah. just, just after just, after Sam a, after we written it. So because, Sam is 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 a force prophet, which if you believe the Star Wars Legends universe makes him a yes. Yeah, so, so so I had this idea of like a big one satirical article, right? Um, and I, I kind of submit to places like, well, I mean, like, like the Babylon, which they, they do a different kind of set header. I, I, I mean, they, they touch on pop culture sometimes, but they're, they're more focused on like, um, church culture and, and, and like conservative politics and stuff like that. Um, 
And so, like, you know, they, they didn't take it. And I was like, but, but, I, but I, I think um, I was I kind of come out of the problem's idea. Like, what if, or sorry, with, with, with Ben Jimmons' idea. Um, and then I, I, I just um, was like, what if you didn't? Basically, like, what if we became the Un or the Babylon B for, for nerds? For nerds. So, so, so that was, and, and when I were putting out headlines that, that are silly, funny, sometimes it's for fun, sometimes more snarkly poking fun at them. This is about the whole faking Star Wars network. You know, we, How we is that like, possible that you didn't know. know about us? I mean, that that is uh, shocking to me that this this podcast that garners over um, you know 50 million listeners a, a week, you would not have been in the know uh, about what we were doing in the, in the universe. I was living on the outer rim at the time. Ah. I, 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 was a, I was on a small backworld moisture farm. If there's a bright center <laughs> to the galaxy, right. we've been living on the planet farthest. I feel like, you know, living on the outer rim is like the Star Wars excuse equivalent of like my dog ate it. You know, like how many, (laughs) how many times could you bring that in the Star Wars, you know, like, and and be like, oh, I'm sorry. I was on the outer rim. (laughs) Yeah. All the time. Yeah, basically. Hey, if it works, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. It's like, oh, they kid the sand people kidnapped my mother and took her away. Oh, I'm sorry. I was out on the outer rim or, you know, whatever. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Anyway, great. Well, guys, yeah. uh, I want to talk to you a little bit about some some other news uh, that we found. You know, I was reading earlier, um, just a few days ago, some news came out about some new figures uh, that are that are coming out. Uh, one is going to be a Star Wars Black series of one of my favorite characters, the client, uh, Mr. Werner Herzog himself from The Mandalorian. Uh, this is slated to release uh, any day now. It may have already released, actually. Um, and I'm super, super stoked about that. And then the other one is none other than Rosario Darth Dawson's character, um, of Ahsoka Tano. Uh, have you guys have you guys seen these mock-ups of these figures? Uh, I have not seen. Yeah. Them. So what do you what do you think? I mean, uh, the, these are kind of superhero poses here. You know, uh, the client is a fairly mysterious character. He's he's a uh, not necessarily super powered, but he's an intellectual powerhouse. Um, and they they made a decision to come out with a character for him. Uh, I think they even have the little ice cream maker uh, to go along with him, which <laughs> is fantastic. Uh, and then hey. Like yeah, and then Rosario Dawson, uh, complete with two white lightsabers, which that looks cool. Yeah. That looks cool. Yeah. Has there been an Ahsoka Tano so, character's uh, figure before? Yeah, I'm pretty. Sh- I just came from Disney this week. I'm pretty sure I saw some Ahsoka toys, but nothing like this, like a stuffed animal or something. I, I mean, if yeah, if there was, I'm sure it was a kind of a smaller one based on the based on the animated version, not not ba- real more realistic. Posable one based on Rosario Dawson. Yeah, I mean, they are coming out with the show, so it makes sense that they would have figures for Ahsoka. Um, and then maybe this Werner Herzog one is just a little bit of a of a, um, uh, an Easter egg figure for some of the super fans of Werner Herzog's work. Yeah. Well, obviously, it's a hint that they're, they're, they're going to do a spin-off series. Can I just say how good Rosario Dawson looks? <coughs> very sexy. Yeah, very sexy. Absolutely. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean that, but all, I mean she just looks so accurate to who the character was. Like a, a grown up of the kid we grew up with. On the now we've got her as a as a live action. And dang, that 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 figurine looks just like her. Mm-hmm. It's really well done. So so one of the things that's to me fascinating, like thinking about these new figures and and Star Wars, like not just the Mandalorian, but this is a good example of it. You've got this character of the client who is, you know, he doesn't have any special powers. He, he doesn't really, 
Wow. That we know about. Right, right. I mean, I'm assuming that he doesn't. Um, he, you yeah. know, he's just a guy in the galaxy trying to make his way. But then you've got um, Ahsoka, who is is more like a gifted supernatural being, right? And somehow they mm-hmm. both coexist happily in the Star Wars universe because I feel like Star Wars is always walking that line between, you know, more like a superhero sort of um, genre or narrative and then more of like this fantasy, real sort of realistic, mm-hmm. but also a bit of fantasy. Um, so... For you guys being so interested in superheroes uh, and Star Wars at the same time, it must be interesting for, for you to think about how those two worlds kind of collide or maybe happily intersect. Yeah. What, what do you think about that? Uh, do, you, do you find a lot of parallels between like more of the traditional superhero uh, genres like Marvel and DC and, and Star Wars, or for you, are they very radically different? Well, I think they come out of kind of that same... They... they they both have a pretty strong foundation in, in stories that we've been telling in the West for centuries, you know, with, with heroes, fantastical villains, good versus evil. The hero's journey, if you're not familiar with that. The hero's journey. Sure. Um, types and tropes. And one of and, and Star Wars did something incredible where it took that format and kind of translated it into a futuristic, high-technology and the uh, superhero genre has, and it's a very versatile genre, surprisingly, has kind of done some of the same things, maybe a little bit less futuristic, sometimes more future, and it kind of follows those traditions. One of the most powerful tropes within the hero's journey is the figure of the mentor, the Obi-Wan Kenobi, the uh, kind of mentor figure. The one who passes on the wisdom, as it were. The one who yes. passes on the wisdom. The Alfred or Uncle Ben, Alfred, uh, Gandalf, Gandalf uh, Kenobi, Dumbledore. What's interesting and in, in what I don't think people had really thought about too deeply until much more recently is the mentor figure has his own backstory or her own has their own heroic journey that they've gone on. And now they're here for round two to give this other young kid his or her own uh, hero journey and to be the mentor figure in that. It's just really cool where you've kind of got this ongoing cycle and in the superhero genre, that works out so well with the hero and the sidekick. In Star Wars, you know, I found that Obi-Wan's backstory in the, in the prequel trilogy and in the Clone Wars TV show was phenomenal. Hmm. Um, I've them trying to translate the young idealistic Luke Skywalker into the mentor figure just catastrophically backfired. <laughs> and that was a huge, huge problem with the sequel trilogy. Dumpster fire, as it were, but, for you? Yes. Yes. Thank you. That's a great term. <laughs> so you kind of have the hero's journey just going through different cycles. And both Star Wars and the superhero have, like, their strengths come from the ways where they figured out how to make that cycle continue. And where they failed is where something broke down and that cycle didn't go through all the way like it should have. That's an interesting way to think about it. I mean, it, it, I'm sure you're familiar with uh, all kinds of narrative theory um, in terms of like mm-hmm. how how the prede- you know you're the prede- the predecessors influenced the future um, success of the um, mm-hmm. the um, the trainees, as it were. And and of course, we yeah. see that in in all kinds of superhero narrative as well. Um, 
Well, one of the major differences, I guess, that I see, I mean, it's sort of common sense and, and almost feel stupid saying it. I mean, I normally feel stupid, but not for this reason. Um, <laughs> you know, it's the idea that like superheroes embody the real world, right? Like superheroes mm-hmm. could be in New York City. Superheroes could go to Starbucks. Superheroes could work, mm-hmm. you know, uh, as a mechanic. Um, whereas in Star Wars, you know, you don't have that groundedness. Uh, in the real mm-hmm. world, except, of course, uh, in that very famous um, uh, chapter of that Lando, Collision, Lando Calrissian book where I guess he was drinking hot chocolate um, and eating s'mores, I guess it was a reference to, to yeah. Earth in some way. But but that's a few and far between. You don't really get yeah. those references in Star Wars. It's like, okay, so, so like, the basic, the basic definition, a superhero is someone who, you know, has special abilities and fights against evil. But I was like, okay, if that's, if that's the case, then, like, why is Luke Starbuck not a superhero, or why is Harry Potter not a, not not a, a superhero? Not a hero, right? Or, or I mean, there are heroes in their own way, but like, 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 why are they not a superhero? Um, like, or, or why are they not classified in that genre? And I guess I was like, different things between those characters and and like Spider-Man. A lot of it is genre trappings and and, and setting and and kind of just the tropes of the narrative. But also, we realized superheroes need to be based on Earth. At least Earth needs to exist. I mean, yes, there's like Star Lord. Or, or Green Lantern, who's a superhero in space, um, but like pretty much all superheroes, you know, they're in a universe where Earth exists and they have some connection. So yeah, there is there is more groundedness there, um, and, and and I mean, even though there's all, all kinds of space and magic and and whatever else thrown in, I mean, I, I like the point you made about how the client and Ahsoka exist together. I mean, superheroes, aliens, and advanced science and you know magic, they're all in the same broad. But even in a, world, in a world like that, you know, you have Earth, you have regular people living there regular, and you have, largely speaking, the superheroes are defending Earth or connected to Earth in some way. Mm. So mm. I think that's, I think, I think that's part of the one of the main differences of the genre. I'd say that I mean, superheroes different, be differentiated from from other fantasy arts. Yeah, I could see that. That makes sense. I mean, there, of course, uh, you know, there's all kinds of uh, other differences too, but but. One thing that occurs to me as a as a actual similarity in way, uh, in terms of the way these films are produced, especially, um, your average fan wouldn't wouldn't uh, blink twice if Superman was was played by a different actor, right? I mean, Superman's been played by a million different people, same as Batman, going back, I mean, decades, decades now, and that's totally acceptable and, and understood. Uh, I mean, I think you have uh, cases of people playing the same uh, superhero even in like within a year or two of of this of the same. So yeah. that's something that we're not familiar with really with Star Wars, except except actually it has happened more than you think. Um, I mean, yeah. Alec Guinness, Ewan McGregor, both playing the role of Obi-Wan. Um, people seem to have accepted Ewan as, as an Obi-Wan replacement, as it were. And also, I mean, I know you don't like this yeah. film, but 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 Alden Ehrenreich playing Han Solo uh, was, was generally regarded as not a terrible performance. I thought he did a good job. I- I like that. I'm would you there. would you like to see more of that? Um, where where you have you know there's this kind of personage of the character uh, in Star Wars, right. but there isn't really kind of like a canonical actor behind that role. Would you think that'd be good for the galaxy or bad? So somebody referred. I heard somebody refer to that as the bondification I, of Star Wars. I've heard it called the, the Marvelization of Star Wars. Where well, that and and just like every every character getting their own, getting their own, you know. Rather than the, the nine saga episodes, we now have this person gets a series, that person gets a series, yep. 
There's a spinoff movie. Well, yeah. I, I think what he was asking is like, take like James Bond. I mean, right, right, right. He's not. He's, he was most recently played by Daniel Craig, but you know, there's also all these other actors. Sean Connery. So, John Connery. One of the best things I that Star Wars is they have used different actors to portray different characters at different ages of their lives. Yes. Mm. Obi Wan has been played by two different characters, but if Alec Guinness were still alive at the time, the uh, and if he liked Star Wars, which which he he did not, but at the time the prequel trilogy was made, he would not have made a good young Obi Wan Kenobi. And you know, it's kind of funny. um, Ian McDiarmid, who played Palpatine, was a young man playing an old man, and then he was kind of an older man playing a younger man in the prequels uh, when it all rolled around. But I think that there are stories within stories here. And with Ahsoka, we've seen her as the young Padawan learner in Clone Wars. In uh, Star Wars Rebels, we saw her as kind of a, a, a sort of mentor. We saw her kind of have to go back and confront her own demons in the literal form of Anakin slash Darth Vader. Um, who knows what precisely we're going to see in the Ahsoka TV show. And she's been played by two different actresses at this point. One, a voice actor, one, a live action actress across different time periods of her. And uh, if, if they could make that model work, I think they could really, really start to play around with different actors and different actresses playing the character. Uh, because you're not, you're not talking about a complete character. You, you're talking about somebody capturing a very specific period in somebody's life. Hmm. And I think that yeah, I would love to see uh, if they if they made like um, you know uh, a, a, another sequel trilogy after the the Rise of Skywalker. I would love to see somebody you know like playing the role of Claude, the uh, mechanic alien from the Millennium Falcon. Like you know, Danny DeVito, for example, would be a perfect choice for like the more aged, elderly version of Claude. So so yeah, I see what you're saying yeah. there. That's fantastic. Um, Samuel, did you have yeah. something you wanted to add? Any franchise any franchise to grow to keep changing and adding to it and i mean i mean i, I kind of I, I i get there's a sort of the trend that's like this you know the originals are preserved in stone and and so and, so and everything else so after that be. everything after that veers from from the original is is trash or is an insult to it or we, we can make our criticisms about, criticisms about the prequel and sequel trilogies so a lot of that's just nostalgia and just like i don't want you to change what i grew up on or what, what i like if that's the reason that um that, that people would hold back then i'd say it's not, it's, not, it's not a good reason. We, we should, you know, yeah. the, the creators are free to keep exploring and keep telling stories in this universe. And, and, and to boldly go where no storyteller has gone before. Yes, as, <laughs> as, as I said in Star Wars, the original series. Wait, but but no, um, I think... Um, or Star Wars, the motion picture. Yeah. Yeah, or what I was yeah, gonna Star, say, Wars, um, Star Wars, the, the uh, what was the episode four called um, of Star Trek? I can't remember. The Whales? Um, the Voyage the, Home? The Voyage yeah, Home. yeah, yeah. Star Wars, The Voyage Home? Yeah. Yeah. If it's done well, and if they choose good actors, no problem with it. Some of us would say there, there, there have been some casting choices in Star Wars that we might might question. Um, if Hayden Christensen was the best one to take over, James Earl Jones. I mean, I, Jake Lloyd. Uh, <laughs> I mean, their voices are basically the same. I mean, can you can't you? Now this is pottery. Can't you yeah, just imagine basically. James Earl Jones delivering those lines in uh, Attack of the Clones? I I, I hate that. Like that. It gets everywhere, and you know, <laughs> it's annoying and coarse. Um, so, 
if they had just taken like like James Earl Jones's like 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 Darth Vader costume, like like the, the inanimate costume itself, and just and, and just put it on on, on the camera screen, could have done a better, a better job than Hayden Christensen. With, with more more emotion there, yeah. Right. But what, what, what I'm saying is, if it's done well, then I think it's good to keep telling these characters' stories. So so let's imagine that we can all play narrative god, and we like to do these what-ifs a lot on the show. So let's say you could you could pick a modern superhero who's a you know, well-known comic book superhero. I'm not talking about someone obscure like that polka dot guy from the recent Suicide Squad. I mean, he was cool. He was great. <laughs> but just a little obscure. Um, if you had to pick a more you know common, famous superhero that you were going to end up having to envelop into the Star Wars world, uh, what what superhero do you think would be a good choice that would lend themselves to the Star Wars narrative and style? Um, I think, obviously, Guardians of the Galaxy would, would work. I mean, and they're in space already. Taking a lot of cues from, from, from Star Wars. Star Lord is like the, the hot shot. I mean, he's in the, in the movies, he's a comedic, comedic version, but he's a hot shot pilot. He's a, maybe, maybe a comedic version of Han Solo or a Han Solo wannabe. Um, and, they, and and you have Groot, who is basically a, a, a Chewbacca, or Groot and Rocket together, kind of as a, as a Chewbacca role, or maybe 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 the the C three P and R two D two role of the, the slightly comic relief. Um, but just 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 the wackiness of like this band of ruffians, or this this band of misfits who are you know different species. Some of them don't even talk, whatever. Um, they're they're all misfit aliens. They come together in a spaceship to save the galaxy. That kind of lends itself pretty easily. I think that that's what was so compelling about Guardians of the Galaxy 2 is that it did walk that line sort of between the two types of worlds like Star Wars and, and superheroes. Um, Benjamin, what about uh, what about one of those, you know, leotard, uh, you know, tights wearing uh, superheroes that are more like their kind of traditional uh, roles, I guess, uh, in the in the good old days of comic books. Are there any that you can think of that might somehow be able to adapt themselves to this Star Wars galaxy? Yeah, Harley Quinn, but mostly because she would be completely... When she would assassinate Salacious B. Crumb, the laughing <laughs> uh, monkey. She would fit in great in Jabba's palace, I think. She, she, she would. I mean, she... So, man, watching, watching her character getting depth and agency over my lifetime has been pretty incredible. But uh, no, I, I think she would come in and she would be an agent for chaos wherever she was. Mm. She'd join up with the dark side uh, or, or, or probably not, probably not. They're, they're a little bit too controlling for her. She would like, like maybe infiltrate them for a while. And be on yeah. Side. yeah. And then she'd jump into some like hut, uh, black sun smugglers den type thing. And, and next thing you know, She'd be overthrowing the empire and setting herself up as empress and deciding this is a really boring job and handing it back off to, uh, handing it back off to democracy. No, handing so, it over to Salacious Crumb. Finally, he has his vendetta. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's, that's right. it. That's it. No. Yeah. Wait, I could see her working think, with like, you know, Kira and like the Red Dawn type of smuggling empire. Yeah, she would yeah. definitely slot in there. Great. So yeah, interesting suggestions. I, I, I said Black Sun. I meant Red Dawn. Right. Yeah. Black Sun works also. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that that's, was from the books. I, I think so. Um, Prince Caesar. Yeah. yeah. So what if we what if we hit reverse on this and we try to go the other way, thinking about a Star Wars character um, who would lend themselves to a, to a to a whole narrative of like superhero style uh, writing? Who would you pick? Boba Fett, Boba or Jango Fett. I think they can be kind of interchangeable to a degree. Yeah. Um, I could see them coming in and literally going. Head to toe, head to head with like um, Deathstroke, the Terminator. 
Oh yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. Going, going, going toe to toe with Deathstroke for the uh, honor of being called, you know, the world's deadliest man slash best mercenary. Sure, absolutely. And and I mean that 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 whole Boba Fett thing also to me reminds me of Batman. Anyway, uh, you know, like Batman doesn't actually have any superpowers, but he has super money and super tech. Um, and just has the will to survive more than than anyone else. I mean, Boba Fett obviously has the will to pull himself out of the uh, you know acid acidic stomach of a um, of a sarlacc. Uh, what do you what do you think, Sam? Uh, who would be your your top pick for a Star Wars character to? You know, my, my top pick, my, my obvious one is, is is Luke. I mean, he's he's I think he's the most heroic. I mean, I mean, not maybe not in the whole broad galaxy of Star Wars, but he's been set up as the everyman hero. I mean, he has basically a superhero origin. He lives with his aunt, aunt, aunt and uncle, doesn't know his father. I mean, that, that, that's, that's Peter Parker, classic Peter Parker, Peter Parker right there. His uncle dies, aunt and uncle die. Um, and so he's called on a quest to change his life and, you know, um, change the course of his life. He has to go and and, and fight for cause bigger than himself. Save the princess. He has to save the, save the princess. He has the heart of a hero. He, I mean, more than, you know, obviously the Han Solo or even, he has the, the idealistic heart of a hero where he, where he believes it's his job to right the wrongs in the galaxy, um, and I mean, you know, if he suddenly found himself on Earth somehow in a strange new land, I mean, it wouldn't be that different from Captain America finding himself in a strange new time or something like that. I think the Avengers would, would take him in and be like, "Hey, you're on our side now." Um, he would he he could adapt well and, and be like, "This is my mission. I'm still." You know, as, as as long as he's still the force, as long as the force still works in our galaxy or whatever, I, I could see them making that like a sub arc, like, oh, I can't connect to the force in this galaxy. Oh wait, no, I can. He's like re- rediscovered himself, kind of rediscovered his his powers again. But um, I think he'd do well. He he, he would be. So let's imagine heroic. that you know Luke, full force Jedi, uh, descends on planet Earth. And has to do the full superhero arc of finding, um, you know, finding a um, uh, an alter ego and finding uh, a job and, and you know, shacking up with some uh, helpless, uh, uh, you know, talented reporter of some sort. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I imagine Luke, for example, out out in like um, sunny California on the beach, working like yeah. you know maybe a smoothie stand or something with that that mop of gold hair, and he's like, you know, he just kicking it kicking it on the beach like surfer style and then every once in a while like he he has to whip out the lightsaber and 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 uh, take somebody to town or something when he wear a costume like, like 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 a mask like 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 he's some he's suddenly like like oh no it's trouble yeah. it's it's time sunglasses for... versus non-sunglasses that's all you need there you go, <laughs> yes. there you go. There you go. Yeah. right yeah. i love it i love it um somebody i also uh, somebody should make that uh, movie you know of luke skywalker sure. as a as a, a beach uh, bum uh you know uh yeah. smoking some doobies with the boys on the uh on the off uh off nights and stuff and then um saving the galaxy uh in in sa- saving us from the uh, the corruption and uh, and uh, disgusting media of uh, sunny California. Exactly. While we're on the topic of crossovers and and beaches, um, I, I really, I really want to see also see Darth Vader fight the Sandman from Marvel um, because he hates sand. <laughs> Especially the one for the, uh, that would Spider-Man be great. Movie. How is that not a YouTube short already? I don't know, I'm, I, I've imagined. I mean, this is just my my nerve brain. I've, I've, I've imagined like Palpatine trying, like like trying to test him and like 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 trying to get him to unleash his anger be- because he he wants to give him, give him the dark side. So he puts all these different villains in front of him. Like I don't know, like like other Spider-Man villains like Doc Ock, Green Goblin, or whatever. And then he unleashes the Sandman and 
Vader just loses it and I was like, I hate sin <laughs> and, and comes at him with his lightsaber. Love it, love it. So uh so guys, what are you looking forward to next uh in the superhero world or the Star Wars world for cinema, television shows, etc.? Big thing now on my mind is, is Spider Man No Way Home. Um it's come out in December. Obviously, I mean Spider Man's my, my favorite superhero, I'll just go ahead and say that. I mean I mean I'm I'm always a Spider Man guy. But um, the fact that they're bringing in the multiverse and bringing back at least characters from the original Spider-Man trilogy, if if not Tobey Maguire himself, I've, I've heard various reports on that. So, so th- this is actually like e- actually compressing everything I said about the differences, right? Because we're gonna actually have every actor who played Spider-Man like at the same time <laughs> in the movie, like. It, it, it's 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 the multi like I, I mean this is a different topic, but I, I love I love what they're doing with the multiverse and they're acknowledging now these different universes are part of the. Well, I don't know if I'm multiverse, so it counts. Right, right. Um, but that, that's so that's that's gonna be a big one for me. Oh man, can you imagine if like from droids, the original, uh, the original <laughs> inspiration for Kylo Ren, the the pirate uh, fat character of Kylo Ren, came back into an episode with Kylo Ren, and they were like, "Who are you, man? What are you doing here? I was a part of Star Wars character. before you were ever a sperm in your dad's scrotum, you know." And they <laughs> fight each other. Oh wow, that would be that would be a horrible and awesome. It can happen. I watch it. it's star wars right right how about you ben well you know i so i'm actually um i i really enjoy marvel but i'm more of a dc guy through and through we like them anyway yeah we like and um i'm just kind of looking forward to the future with marvel i mean with with dc where i think where it doesn't completely suck or uh... well so (laughs) the the, the batman (laughs) that's true that's an exception there are two yeah i know I think there are two kind of lessons that have been learned from that I hope have been learned from the Snyder Cut and from uh, from uh, Suicide Squad, the, the recent Suicide Squad, and that is well, and, and sorry, and, and also Doom Patrol, right, right, which has not shied away from the truths, and that is to like really yeah, respect the fans and stay true and loyal to the uh, comic books that the fans that brought the fans in and to trust your directors, man. <laughs> so um, I don't know that we'll get the Snyderverse restored, although I am completely on that bandwagon. But I, I just, I look at some of the slate of movies that they're developing, and I really sincerely hope and believe that they have decided to get off the, let's let's do a darker version of whatever Marvel's doing bandwagon. Yep. And they just kind of like get their freak on and tell the weird, beautiful stories that they're so good at telling. I think they are doing that while they were trying to copy Marvel, but or I mean to to build up to Marvel Zoom. I think since since the theatrical version of Justice League failed, just that's yeah, yeah, what it yeah, is. Yeah. I, I think they've more branched out and doing their own thing, and it's it's working for them for the most part. Yeah, I thought I thought Aquaman was was it was a good it was, movie. It was, it was okay. It didn't, it didn't suck. Justice League, Justice League did. Uh, but man, the the new the new Suicide Squad, like I laughed, I loved it. I felt bad for laughing. I felt bad for loving it. It was wonderful. <laughs> but man, it was, it was it was it was so disgusting. It was beautiful. More movies with giant starfishes that can spawn their consciousness across the galaxy. <laughs> <laughs> that's what this world needs. What 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 I loved about that well, movie starring him was just kind of the subtle, the, the the very subtle message that got presented there about who's the good guy, you uh-huh. know, who whose motive is pure, and, and you get to the end of the movie and you just go, man, <laughs> like none none of the great in, world institutions. 
came away with their blood with, with their hands clean mm-hmm. uh, but these this group of violent degenerate reprobates kind of did kind of absolutely absolutely D- just a wholesome moral tale you know uh, yeah like <laughs> about murder and destruction yeah. and well, what we always wanted violent yeah. death yeah Great. Well, um, guys, it's been wonderful talking to you and having you here in our studios here in Topeka, Kansas. We look forward to lots of uh, you know future collaboration uh, between Marvelous Movies and Faking Star Wars. Um, and just uh, give our fans a chance, uh, shout out to where they can find you, follow you, and gobble up your great content here. Our, our official website is Marvelous-Movies or Marvelous-Movies.com. I guess the main name was already taken. Mm-hmm. We're on Facebook at Marvelous Movies. I mean, there's a few pages there, but look for the one that says Superhero Satire. Twitter at Movies Marvelous. Um, those are the main places we are. We each have our individual Twitter accounts, too, which you can find from there. And at any faking Star Wars or faking fandom location near you. That's right. Well, um, thanks a lot for coming in, and uh, hopefully have you back uh, in the near future. So Sounds great. Absolutely. Thanks so much. Thanks, Duper. May the force be with you all. And, of course, that is all we have time for today. You can follow us on Faking Star Wars on Twitter and Instagram at Faking Star Wars, Facebook at Facebook.com slash RealFakingStarWars. If you submit a question on the hashtag FSWRadio on Twitter, we'll read it on the next episode. And you can also get Faking Star Wars t-shirts and other great gear at our store at bit.ly slash FSWMerch. That's bit.ly slash FSWMerch. You can follow me on Twitter at StormDuper and our other co-hosts at VeganTheHut and at Tiberontor. That's T-E-E-B-R-O-N-T-R. Follow FSW Radio on Twitter and Instagram as well. If you like what you hear and want to support us, please become a Faking Star Wars patron. Go to patreon.com slash fakingstarwars and sign up. By supporting us fakers financially, we can continue to make this great content. You'll get a reward as well for doing so. You can join for as little as a buck a month. We'd like to thank our current patrons at the Jedi Padawan level, Stephen Howard, Jedi Knights Taxus Carlson and Keith Harmon, and Jedi Sentinel 97 Bravo. Thank you for your support, as always. If you haven't written us a review yet, please give us a five-star review on iTunes, Podchaser, or any of your favorite podcast platforms. Those reviews really help us appear when people search for Star Wars on their podcast app. If you write a funny review, we'll even read it on the next episode. And one more thing before we go, we'd like to invite you to join the FSW Discord server. It's a free online chat room full of fakers discussing Star Wars, other nerd culture, and even playing some games. The link is bit.ly slash FSW Discord. Make sure FSW is all in caps. That's bit.ly slash FSW Discord. As always, keep it tuned to fakingstarwars.net for quality Star Wars comedy, parody, and satire. And thanks to you and all of our followers for listening. May the foe be with you. See you next time.